You're listening to the Life Reborn Podcast with your host, Jacqueline Page. Join me as I share my journey of returning to my authentic self by shedding labels and stigmas that are prominent in today's society. It is my hope that through sharing my story, you find guidance and wisdom to live a more empowered and meaningful life. Thank you for tuning in today. It is such an honor to share this space with you. Hello, Radiant Beings, and welcome back to this podcast. I am your host, Jacqueline Page, and this episode today is going to be all about facing your fears. And it has been a journey, of course, of being able to face my fears head on and trust and surrender and um, to revel in the uncomfortable that that surfaces with facing your fears. And I'm excited to dive into this podcast episode because I truly feel that as we confront and come face to face with our fears, it is one of the most empowering and transformational things that we can do in this life to, to evolve out of fear. Um, and I don't have notes. I usually will start taking notes of like little messages that come through, but I'm just going to allow this to channel and flow today and we'll see where it leads us. I truly do believe that a life lived in fear is a life half lived. And when we allow our fears to rule our decision-making and our actions and just allowing our fears to be our day-to-day decision makers. We are living a life that is not in our authentic selves. We're living a life based on an energy that is not truly a part of us. And I, I'm not dismissing the importance of fear and the message and the wisdom behind it because fear does teach us. There is wisdom behind this energy, but it's an energy separate from ourselves. And when we're allowing that to dictate our lives, we're not living a life in alignment with our authentic path and what our soul is wanting because we're allowing fear to rule our decisions. And it isn't until we face those fears that we dismantle the power that they have over us to be able to settle into the quiet whispers of our soul into those little nudges, the intuitive voices, the gut instincts. It isn't until we not disengage because that's not what we're going to do here of how to face our fears, but to honestly confront it and face it to release the ties and the energy that it's having control over us. I think the past two episodes have been beautiful examples of stories in my life where I really truly had to face my fears, surrender, and trust to the path unfolding to be able to get to the other side of what my soul was seeking. I I had a lot of fear around giving birth in a hospital and rightfully so because of my past experiences of my hospital transfer And it wasn't until I truly sat with my fear. Okay, fear, what are you telling me? What is it that I'm fearing? Because you have a message here and I want to receive that message so that we can move through this. Because if we just continue to deny confronting that fear, it's just going to linger. And then it becomes like this cloud over our daily lives of of having this energy hold over us almost because I felt it. I felt, I felt like I wanted to avoid facing that and, and do a home birth or in a birth birth center. And if I could just avoid having to heal and confront this, it would just have been easier. And I, and I truly believe that if I would have tried to go back into the hospital setting 
without facing my fear, I would not have had the kind of birth that unfolded for, for me. It was because I had the courage to sit in the uncomfortable energy to decipher the wisdom and messages and to heal and release that fear that I was able to go into my birth with a sense of trust and surrender. And of course, like the fear, you know, showed up for me in moments of being in just unsurmountable pain, but it was brief and I was able to work through it because I had the skills of getting comfortable with fear and I had this, the coping skills to move through it. And that's what I really want to touch upon in this episode is, is how to confront that fear in a way that it doesn't have control over us anymore. And I believe that our fears, whatever fear is showing up for you, I believe that the greatest teachers of liberation and when you get to the other side, it is a sense of freedom that you didn't even realize was possible because obviously we were attached to being in that space of fear. And I I think that in a society, so much of our conditioning is fear-based. I mean, you can look at how we've navigated this pandemic It has been so fear-based because when you use fear, you can control. And when you're able to witness that, you're able to not become attached to that and get sucked into the fear tactics. And it is liberating to get to the other side of the fear. So how do you do that? You're like, okay, yes, check, check, check. I want to be able to like have this skill. So how do you do that? I mean, and obviously we, we're all going to have different ways of, of healing and, and facing things. But for me, it was honestly as simple as like sitting in silence and calling forth that energy of fear to show up for me. And sometimes when... I do this, I realize that I'm carrying fear that's not even my own. And I think the pandemic is a perfect example of that. When, when everything first, you know, unfolded and we were really in lockdown and I was just really engaging in social media and scrolling, there is so much fear out there that I really absorbed it. And I realized that I was uh, choosing to like react in, in a fear way. And my choices were very fear-based. And then I was like, wait, pause, hold on. This doesn't feel like mine. And sometimes, especially if you're an empath and you know, you really absorb the energy and feelings of others, you have to be aware of, of that because we can take on fear from other people and, and the collective and Um, situations that are happening, you know, in waves in our society that we aren't absorbing that. And so sometimes when I sat with my fear and I, I, I came in with a lens of curiosity of what are you here to show me? I am here to just witness the messages that unfolded were so profound that I never could have even imagined the kind of messages that were being received to me. And, and, and like I said, sometimes it wasn't, it wasn't just like mine. And so when I'm able to like see that and recognize that it could be just released within an instant. And, and sometimes the fear is tangled into past life karma that we bring in with us. And sometimes this fear is tangled into ancestral trauma and fear tactics that is passed down to us. And I think um, I've really become aware of this as becoming a parent of, are you parenting in a fear-based way? Because if you have all these fears and you are not confronting them, 
and facing them, then you are going to continue to pass down this fear onto your children because I can truly witness how people interact with my children. I'm not, I'm definitely not the helicopter parent, which was a little surprising to me. I let them in a safe way, explore their parameters. And if I see them doing something quote unquote dangerous in a safe way, where they're very much assessing their risk-taking factors and doing it in a cautious way, I stand back. Like, yes, I might be there in proximity in case they do need support and help, but I allow them, I allow them the space and freedom because I trust them. And they're not going to learn their proximity and boundaries and parameters unless I relinquish my control and allow them to safely explore these parameters. Because if I am coming in with this sense of, oh no, be careful. Oh, oh, okay, hold on, don't do that. Then they're going to absorb that. And then they internally are, are hearing the message, oh, you don't trust me. Oh, maybe I shouldn't trust myself doing this. And do you see how the patterns continue when we're not facing them? When we're not facing our fears, we're continuing that pattern of passing them down on because that fear is almost of like, oh, I can't trust myself. And then there's this sense of, of unsettledness within, within the ch- what I can see within like the children receiving that message of, oh, you don't trust me. Maybe I shouldn't trust myself. So let me like not even do this, not even confront this in even in a safe way. And so I feel like that's another reason why it's just so uncomfortable for us to not even just sit with fear, but sit with our emotions. We've never been taught these skills, these life skills on how to process like what what's happening here how to move through them and not allow these fears and emotions get stuck in our bodies because that is where they're getting stuck they're getting stuck in our physical spaces and so when we are having an energetic physical body that didn't really make sense when we're having a physical body take on these inner these energies of fear they're getting stored in our bodies There is a book out there called The Body Keeps Score. So yes, you might not have this like cognizant memory of of, um, an experience happening, a trauma happening, or maybe the reason, the root cause of a fear. You might not have conscious memory of it, but your body does. Your body remembers. And so you might innately have this like um, instinctual reaction to something. You're like, Whoa, why am I feeling that way? Why am I so fearful of this? It might be stemming from something that you don't have cognizant memory of, but your body and your nervous system definitely does because you might start to feel your heart race or I don't know, something happening like, okay. So for me, speaking in public has been innately a fear of mine and I, I truly could not really pinpoint why I was just so fearful to the point where I would literally want to cry if I had to get up in front and publicly speak and um, like even in, in elementary school there was just this innate fear of standing up and talking in front of people and I remember when I was in college I was joining a sorority And I was so frightened to go to this mixer by myself that I made my best friend who wasn't even going to the school I was in come with me because I was so scared to do this by myself. I mean, that's how, that is how deeply wired this fear was for me to speak out in public. And she and like we ended up not being able to find it. I had to. We, I took her home, and then someone messaged me like, "Are you gonna show up?" And I was like, "I tried to find it, and I couldn't." And so that they told me where it was, and so then I went back by myself, and I literally cried in my car before I walked into this place because I was having to go by myself, and that felt so foreign to me. And it's been a process of allowing myself to put myself in these situations to, to overcome that fear. 
I ended up joining that sorority and I took on positions that stepped me out of my comfort zone to, to feel that, not to feel the fear, to overcome that fear, not allow it to have hold over me. I ended up becoming the president, which obviously took a lot of leadership and it was a leap of faith to, to step into that role. And now even I will go to events that are very aligned with my soul. There was an event in Austin this past weekend of when I'm recording this, and it was this gospel brunch that was just so, so soul opening and heart opening. And I knew it was a space I wanted to be in. I knew it was a space that was going to liven up my soul and just be so high vibrational, but I, I did not know a single person there. And in the past, I would have talked myself out of going and I didn't. I was like, it doesn't matter if I don't know anybody there. My soul is drawn to this for a reason. I'm going to overcome this uncomfortable energy and I'm going to go and I'm going to enjoy it. And I did. And I feel like I've gone on a tangent here, but (laughs) let's go back to, let's go back to how to sit with these uncomfortable energies and honestly, it's, it's sometimes it is just doing whatever your fear is. Like I had this innate fear of like shaving my head, that I wouldn't be beautiful, that I wouldn't be accepted. And it was honestly like for me to face that fear, it wasn't just to sit with it. It was like to just do it. And on the other side of that was complete and total transformation and liberation. But actually before we go into... Yes, before we go into sitting with your fears, I want to go back to this innate public speaking fear because as I've come into my spiritual journey and truly connecting to my soul on a deep level, and um, as I've done that, many, many visions of my past life, lives have come to the surface. And in my past lives, quote-unquote past lives because for me I believe it's all happening in the current time but that is for another episode and just bear with me as I allow the messages to be channeled through I know it may feel like I'm jumping around but just so much is is yearning to to come out and to be shared and so we will get through all the all the messages in the divine timing. So I wanted to go back to my innate fear of speaking in public. And for me, as I've sat with this fear, it's really, there was a lot deeper meaning here that wanted to be uncovered. It wasn't just like my fear of speaking. It was my fear of standing out. Um, of not mixing in in the crowd. I've always just felt so uncomfortable even when I'm just going to a gathering. Am I wearing, am I wearing the right thing? Am I going to stand out? There's just been so many scenarios that tie into this fear of standing out. And for so much of my life, I try so hard to fit in, but that didn't feel comfortable for me. I, I never felt settled in a space because I'm not meant to to blend in I am meant to stand out I'm meant to be this leader but it felt so uncomfortable to embody that energy and as as I have gotten comfortable with this fear of talking to it of being curious of really coming into understanding it through a lens of curiosity. I've had so many visions show up for me in my past lives of me being this leader, of me being this change agent and being ostracized for it, of being attacked for it, of being killed for it. And there's been many lives where I've shown up as um, a medicine healer. I've shown up as someone who is connected to the earth, the earth plane scene. And then, you know, as I connected to these elements, to my gifts, to my intuition, to my healing abilities, I was labeled as a witch in many lives. 
and burned because of it and killed because of it. I had a distinct memory of a very, very deep connective person in my life turned me into the church. And I had this vision of me running in a field and someone like they didn't catch me, but they threw like a hand ax and it hit my left shoulder and I didn't die right then and there, but I ran into the woods and I bled out. And for years, years of my life, I had a stinging pain in my left shoulder, never being able to pinpoint the cause of it. I went to physical therapy, a rusty, and I and I would have temporary relief, but it wasn't until I uncovered that past life that I was able to heal this energetically. So then my physical body was able to release that memory. Our body is also holding on to our memories of these past lives that we've lived. And we feel that. We feel that in our nervous systems. We feel that innately in us. And we may not know, always understand why or where they're coming from, but I promise you there is always a reason. And when we get curious, when we really allow ourselves to sit in silence, when we stop engaging in numbing activities, whether it be scrolling on social media or continuously diving into books or podcasts or TV, when we just allow ourselves to be, and we connect with our body. We connect with our soul. We can tap into the infinite source of wisdom and answers because the answers are within us. You are your own healer. You are your own teacher. All of the answers are within you. And yes, we live in a day and age where there is abundant, infinite, infinite availability of knowledge of um, other people standing in their truth and their gifts, sharing these gifts about so many divination tools that we have available to us. It can feel overwhelming at sometimes and like, do I need this course? Do I need to book this coach? And all of these things, right? Do I need to read this book? Do I have to figure out this astrology chart so I can understand myself? Yes, all of those things can be helpful, but only you have the answers for your life path. There can be people that will give us messages that might dive us into a string of that is unraveling a truth for us. And there are people in our lives that are going to be those messengers but the answers still lie within you. I know sometimes when I am really feeling uncomfortable in an energy or in a situation, or I'm confronted with a decision that's hard to make, I tend to find myself saying, I don't know. I don't know. And really I'm using that as a mask because I do know, but I'm not wanting to face that decision or that truth and so I revert or I resort rather to using the phrase, I don't know. And it's such a disempowering phrase. I don't know. Cause you're giving your power away when really you do know the truth is within you. It just takes the time to settle in with ourselves or just to even accept that truth. Sometimes the truths can be hard to accept, but they're always within us. So let's get into the semantics of how to uncover these fears. And I kind of have dabbled in, I've sprinkled in little ways that I've done it as I've, um, ex as I have story told some of my experiences, but for me and the underlying message here is you really need to sit with yourself and you just really have to get curious about where these fears are coming from. And I think an important factor to recognize is that your fear is not bigger than you. Let me say that again. Your fear is not bigger than you. Sometimes it can feel that way because we have chosen 
to not face it. So it felt like it has this overarching energy over us, this black cloud that's always there. It can feel bigger than us. But your fear is not bigger than you. Your fear is not you. I'm going to say that one again. Your fear is not you. Do not identify as this fear. It is a different energy. It is a different entity than you. Yes, it may be embodied within you, in your physical body, in your energetic body, but it is an energy intertwining with you and it is an energy that you can tangle out of. There is no fear too big that cannot be healed. I promise that. And I think that sometimes it can feel disempowering when our fear feels like it's just gotten so big and so overwhelming that there is this huge hurdle to overcome to be able to release it. And I think that's also a story that we have sank into, right? It's a story that we've told ourselves. This fear is so big that I don't know how to even begin to untangle from it. But it has to start with you choosing to do that. It's a choice. It's a choice to face your fears or it's a choice to allow them to have power over you. So you can choose to take your power back or you can choose to disempower yourself and continue to allow this fear to rule your life. And so here are, I'm going to summarize the steps that I've kind of sprinkled along this podcast episode. But I think it it starts with being with yourself. And if you are in your mind saying, yeah, but I can't meditate. I'm sorry, but yes, you can. You're choosing not to. And you're choosing obstacles to get in the way for you not to be able to meditate. Every single person can meditate. And if you have sat there and just tried to just be with yourself... It can feel uncomfortable. It can feel scary. But you want to know why? It's because we don't do this very often. We live in a world where we're so constantly stimulated by external things that it feels foreign for us to be able to sit in silence. And so just as we work out our physical bodies and it takes discipline, it takes consistency, to be able to see results in our physical body from when work, we're working out, it is the same thing with working with your meditation practice. It takes discipline. It takes consistency. You're working out a muscle. You're working out your, I, I don't want to say your brain because it's really your whole being when you sit in meditation, but it is something that takes practice. Start with a few minutes. I'm not saying sit in meditation for 45 minutes for your first time, because that's not really realistic or sustainable (laughs) for your first time meditating. And I think that you have to recognize realistic expectations. When you are first sitting with yourself in meditation, um, it is to be expected that your mind is going to go a million miles per hour. Because you've never done this before. And that is okay. If you are just giving yourself five minutes of allowing your mind to unravel the thoughts that has been constantly looping in your head, that's okay. And then maybe after that five minutes, allow yourself to journal that mindless chatter. Because you're taking it out of your mind and putting it somewhere. You're giving it a placeholder. And when you give it a placeholder, it doesn't have to continuously live in your mind. Sometimes I, even on my phone, I will have a notepad app and I will just, it's called brain dump. And sometimes I realize if something has popped in my mind three times, it needs to be addressed. Either I need to write it down as a little to-do list. I need to write it in my journal. Sometimes I just dump it in that brain dump notepad. Um, or maybe it's something that I'm needing to confront with someone. If it pops into my mind three times, I'm going to address it somehow because you are giving space. You're taking that out of your mind and you're putting it somewhere. So then you make room energetically, emotionally, physically for there to be space for those little messages. 
So as you continue to unravel and untangle from these things, you're creating space for your messages, for your intuition, for your wisdom to pour through you. But if, if there is so much clutter in your mind, just like you've seen clutter in physical space, if you lived in a space where there is just so much clutter everywhere and you feel um, like your nervous system feels overstimulated because there's just so much around you. And then as you clean up, you're like, wow, I feel so much better. That's the same thing with your mind. As you begin to declutter your mind, you're like, wow, I can feel at peace. Or wow, I can tap into my emotions that I didn't realize were there. I have some subtle irritability here that is surfacing that I now have room to process. Or wow, I have some grief that, oh, feels big as it's coming through because you've made room for that to flow through you. Anytime something surfaces and we suppress it, we ignore it, it gets stuck. And then we fill up our physical, energetic, and emotional bodies with that clutter. And so then as that clutter sits with us, we don't have the room for for allowing things to flow through us. Our bodies are so much made of water. Water wants to flow. It wants to, mm, I'm just feeling the water flowing through my body right now as I'm sharing this with you. It's an easily flow, but as we get a cork and put it in there, it gets stopped up and it um, starts to build tension. And so that's why you can begin to feel anxious, feel overwhelmed, feel like at this constant state of stress because you've plugged in your energetic body and things are not flowing through. Wow, I've just really just been going here and I don't even know where I was at about, you know, processing this fear, but it feels good to just allow this to flow. So, so yes, going back to meditation and for me, I'm a Taurus. So I really have to sink into my body before I can sit with my thoughts. So for me, I like to do a little bit of movement, maybe put a three minute song on, shake my body, dance it out. And then it feels good to make some energetic room in my body. So then I can settle into a yummy space of receiving messages or just connecting to my womb and my heart or connecting to my body. So I think that if you are new to meditation, um, or new to facing fear or your emotions, it's, um, it's okay. Here's your permission slip. It's okay for it to feel uncomfortable. It's okay for you to be in a good flow and then you sink back out and then you sink back in. It's a wave. Life is a wave and we don't always have to be in this state of, I have to process, I have to heal. It's okay to take breaks. It's okay to come and go as you need to. But what is not going to be helpful and beneficial to you is if you keep running and ignoring and resisting the fears, the emotions that want to come up to be released and let go of. They want you to make room for the love, for the peace, for the joy that is available to you. So um, for me, I like to sit with myself in meditation and I like to, um, to talk to my fear. I like to sit with myself and I say, okay, conscious mind, ego mind, I'm going to sit you here on this shelf. Thank you for what you do and for protecting me. And I'm going to sit you here on this shelf so that my soul can speak to me. So the wisdom of this fear can speak to me so I can learn how to release this. And then you can come back into my mind. And I get curious. And a lot of times I will hear the wisdom, maybe not right there in that exact moment, But maybe as I'm cooking dinner, the thought will come up and the wisdom will flow through me. That's another big thing to recognize. You may not just get the messages when you're sitting in meditation and that's okay. What you're doing is you're letting your soul know, "Mm, I'm here to show up. I'm going to choose this 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever you're choosing to be here with myself. And I'm giving you permission to give me the wisdom, whether that be now or today, or tomorrow, or next week, but I'm giving you the permission 
to bring that wisdom to me to be surfaced and healed. And so sometimes after that, I will uh, journal. And sometimes if I'm in a good meditative state, my journaling, my writing will become automatic and my soul will take over my body and journal and share whatever needs to be released. So I sit in meditation. I come out with it with a curious mind and heart. Try to really be open to receive. I journal. Um, Another thing for me that I love to do for meditation is I take a nature walk. And I let go of the expectation of where I'm trying to go. I let go of this destination focus kind of walk. And I allow nature to to hold me and to receive me and to guide me on where I'm needing to go. And when I'm able to just kind of let go in that way, the messages flow through. Sometimes when I just feel like there's just so much uncomfortable energy for me, I just need to get out in nature and just do some walking and... I will feel comforted. I will feel nurtured and loved because the earth carries that, that motherly tender energy. And so that is a great meditation practice for me. It's not, it's not just about sitting in silence for me. I'm a Taurus. I love to connect to the earth. I love to connect to my body. And so moving in meditation, moving in dance, maybe doing a yoga practice. There's so many different ways um, that you can find for yourself to sit with and get curious about these fears that are showing up for you. And I encourage you to find your practice, to find your rhythm. Maybe it's sinking into art and allowing the creativity to flow through you. Maybe the anger to flow through you or that fear to flow through you into your canvas and your canvas is your piece of processing. So it doesn't have to be a one size fits all. Maybe you have an all encompassing toolbox that you like to dig into as you're needing, but it takes discipline. It takes consistency to show up for yourself, for your soul, for the loved ones around you. Because as I've continued to face my fears and my, and and sit with and get comfortable with my emotions, it's made me. just more pleasant to be around, to be quite honest. And my husband can probably be the, the biggest proponent of that one. I'm just, I feel like I can flow better. I can surrender. I can soften. Mm, Yes. I can soften into present moments. And I hope that this, this message has sparked a light in you to, not fear your fear, to confront it, to get curious about it, to see that it's not you and it's not bigger than you and that you have the strength and courage to face any of that fear, whether it's coming from this life or another life, you're worthy. You are worthy of facing that and healing that because it is your birthright to live in joy to soften to the beauty of life. Yes, life is a duality. I'm not bypassing the darkness. Trust me, I have my own ways of light and darkness. But if you don't sink into the darkness, you can't triumphant to the light. We have to swing in this polarity. And it's kind of like this dance of life, of, of being in that pendulum of light and dark. How can you swing and allow yourself to flow like water through it and not get stuck in it? And I want to note that in my personal opinion, I think the deep-seated root cause of all fear, or at least most of these fears, is the fear of death. And we are so frightened of this notion that our life is is not eternal that you know we have an expiration date in this physical container of our bodies that this is the underlying energy of why of why we have so much fear and why it can be so all consuming 
And I think that when we just maybe just get comfortable with the idea of our life having a so-called expiration date, our soul doesn't. Our soul is eternal. Our soul lives on forever. And when we truly live our life with meaning and intention, we don't have to fear death. We don't have to fear this this notion of death because at some point in our lives, we will all meet death's door and it has such wisdom. And, and I think that when we become so deep rooted in this fear, this is why on the other side, at the end of it, our life will be so half lived. When we can release this fear, we can sink into the, the love, abundance, grief, and sorrow, the pendulum that life offers to us. I also want to be clear that I'm in no way suggesting that you put yourself in unsafe scenarios. Like, please always listen to your instincts. Like, follow that gut feeling. And if it doesn't feel right or aligned, please don't do it. What I'm simply trying to convey here is that facing your fears doesn't have to be as big as we make it in our mind. Our minds tend to create these stories so big that they feel insurmountable to reach. And I think our mind has a really great job of doing that. And I think that we have to sometimes just acknowledge that. And it, it's not as scary facing your fears than, than it might seem is the point that I'm trying to get across here. And I have, a, I have a story to share with you. And it's not necessarily about facing my fear, but it, it does have to go along the lines of getting comfortable in the uncomfortable. If you follow me on Instagram or any of my social medias, you know that a few weeks ago, I was really sick. We had gone to the beach for Jeremy's birthday and W and I got really sick and our symptoms started to set in at the exact moments. We actually started to feel sick prior to going. At first I thought it was in my head. I'm like, I'm prepping for going on vacation with two littles. I'm a Taurus. I have to prepare my food, <laughs> make sure that I'm fully nourished. And sometimes L is you know, she's a baby, she's teething, she goes through spurts of, you know, waking up more often, and I just was more tired, and I I honestly thought that my body was just surviving, like, in survival mode, and I was like, maybe I'm in my head about not feeling well, but nonetheless, I ended up taking W just to get tested for peace of mind. Jeremy really wanted me to do that, and everything came out negative, And so we head to the beach and as we're there, my symptoms just on this micro gradual pace start to get worse and worse and worse. And honestly, I don't know if it was just because I was in the thick of it, but it felt like the sickest that I've ever been. And I just want to be clear that when we have illnesses, when we have sicknesses, it's the body communicating to you. And there is wisdom in anything that shows up for you within your body. Your physical container is one of the biggest communicators to you Mm -hmm. on what it's needing. If we look at the, the word disease, and we break down the sections of the word dis-ease. Your body, your, your soul is in dis-ease. It's not in harmony. And how can we find the wisdom here and then come back to alignment and find that harmony again and rebalance ourselves? And so I am an incredible believer that we have healing powers within ourselves. I think Jesus Christ was 
such an expander of the possibilities of miracles, the possibilities of healing. And he came in human form to show us, to mirror to us what is possible within all of us. We hold these magical powers within us. And so I'm like, okay, I can heal myself. And the message was like, no, surrender, receive this illness. I'm like, (laughs) this is really painful, but okay, I'll receive, I'll surrender. And I honestly just tried to soften, soften into this illness. And we got home. And honestly, I have not taken any kind of over-the-counter medications in years years probably before like William but I got pregnant with William and he's four and it honestly got so painful and I'm night nursing and so my job never ends even if I am sick so I did take ibuprofen to even try to just get sleep and the night that we came home I settled into bed to do a meditation, to just sit with myself. And I'm like, okay, there's wisdom here. What are you trying to tell me? And I sunk into the most profound vision. I don't know if it was being sick. It made the veil thinner to, to all dimensions. But I traveled in my mind through, through this vision of a past life that I had with W. And it brought incredible wisdom of us having a life as a brother and sister. And we had a really traumatic experience and it goes into very personal details. So I'm not going to go into what happened in this life, but I will share that it brought so much wisdom of the dynamic that I was playing out, that we were both playing out with me and W in this lifetime. And why there was this innate reaction within my body between the two of us. And so with that vision, I was able to like wrap us up in this bubble of love and healing and forgiveness. And we were able to move through that karmic lesson. And I held the intention that we no longer had to to carry that lesson with us. In past, present, or future lifetimes, we cleared this. And I said, if this is the entire lesson here, we will wake up feeling better, not sick. And William and W wakes up the next day and he's like, wow, I feel great. I don't feel sick anymore. Wow, this feels nice. (laughs) And I did. I felt so much better. But I subtly started to feel worse again throughout the day. And all of my symptoms were so tied into this past life and so as the day goes on my symptoms come back with a vengeance and I'm like okay I'm, I'm not done receiving this wisdom and the second night I laid in bed I received and my like visions being sick were just so vivid that I felt like I was there and I saw a second part of our life unfold And I was able to heal the rest of it. And I did the same kind of clearing meditation. And we were able to work through and move on from this, this tie that we had. And ever since that experience, I've been able to have a a profound, a whole new dynamic with W in this lifetime. And it just, it, it gave me so much wisdom about settling into the uncomfortable of not fearing it of not fearing this illness it's here to give me it's here to give me a teaching it it came up for a reason we got sick at the same time for a reason and i know this can be a touchy subject because of the times we're living in this world of going through a pandemic and this wave of illness has set in and many people have you know lost loved ones or become very ill themselves because of this. But I I encourage you to get curious about that. And I'm not dismissing or gaslighting, you know, people's lives being lost because there is grief there. There is 
sadness and sorrow losing someone. But I truly believe that we all incarnated in this time for very specific reasons. Each of our soul brings gifts to this earth. And as we continue to shed the layers that we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves, we can realign with our authentic selves and find our gifts, our purpose of why we're meant to show up in this world, of why we chose this specific time to reincarnate. And once you can accept I'm here in this time for a reason, you can step into your power because we are here to heal the consciousness. We are here to realign with our soul's purpose. And this is your open invitation to step into that, to step into your power and realign with your soul on a multidimensional level because there's no denying it. There's no denying the force within us of why we're here on this earth at this time. And I think that's all that wanted to come through. (laughs) It felt like we were zigzagging through timelines to receive this transmission that just flowed through, but I'm here for it. I hope you were here for it. And I hope that you gain some wisdom and some love and you take this with you. I hope that you're open to receive these little seeds to be planted within your soul because I've noticed that as I listen to a podcast or follow someone on Instagram or even just overhearing a conversation, there are little seeds that are being planted in my soul and they begin to grow. And that little seed that was planted begins to um, grow bigger and stronger and the message becomes more clear within me. And then all the dots are connected and it's like, wow, all of this in my sphere was meant to be here for a reason. So you were meant to show up here for a reason. And you're worthy of finding out that reason. And you are worthy of stepping into your true power. And I'm here for it all. And I hope this resonated with you. And if it didn't, I hope that maybe a little seed was planted within you to grow. To grow within your soul and within you. And please like, subscribe to this podcast. It allows others to to receive this. So that they can find the seeds to be planted within them. And share with me on Instagram. I love hearing when you reach out about how this podcast has has touched you or reached you in any way. I'm at um, at the.awaken.mama. And I hope to just continue this path. I'm loving how season two is just beautifully unfolding. I'm hearing the call to share about my journey with my my relationship and dynamic with food and the energy that I've flowed through to find where I'm at in my health journey. So I'm thinking that's where we're going to dive into next time. So I can't wait to see you then. I love you all.